I'm Derek. Flourish. <gasps> and I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Of. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. <laughs> so magical. I mean, I had to go with today's episode theme, you know. I really enjoy that extra little flourish. Yeah. I'm going to use it in my regular vocabulary from now on. Who needs jazz hands? Who needs <laughs> spirit fingers when you have flourish? <laughs> Oh, man. So just as a reminder, make sure you check out our new merch and our new Patreon because we got all that cool stuff working and cool bonus stuff coming out. (laughs) Heck, yeah. I'm right now wearing my I'm Obsessed sweatshirt and I love it. It's quite cozy. It is quite cozy Mm -hmm. and it has a pocket and everything. (laughs) Before we get into the nitty gritty details of WandaVision Episode 2, spoiler warning, Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about WandaVision Episode two. Yeah. So if you don't want to know about it, like... Go watch it and then come back. Oh, there you go. That's, yeah. th- that, that's what happens. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> All right. So let us officially take a bite of WandaVision episode two. Yep. And just as a tiny little recap of the first episode, we got introduced to WandaVision and what's happening. So this one... The first episode was very much like a Dick Van Dyke show. It was mm-hmm. filmed in front of a live studio audience. And nothing really happened except that they were trying to blend in and Vision's boss came over for dinner. We had some creepy moments during that when Arthur Hart was choking and pretty much Arthur's wife was looking at Wanda. Stop it. Stop it. Stop mm-hmm. it. So there's something creepy going on. Yeah. Obviously, because Wanda created this reality and it's like, are all these people in on it? Are they not in on it? What's happening? <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty much it. And now in episode two, we've moved on to another sitcom, and this one is based on Bewitched. So, of course, just a quick recap of Bewitched. So that ran from 1964 to 1972, and the two main characters were Darren and Samantha Stevens. And they're a young married couple. He is a mortal human being, and she's a witch, and he doesn't want her to use her witchy abilities in their everyday life. He just wants to blend in and be a normal family, quote-unquote. But of course, crazy ensues and she has to use her powers and her witchy ways to solve all sorts of problems. What an asshole. Yeah. Darren, suck it. <laughs> like if I was married to somebody that had magical powers, I would, I mean, this sounds selfish, like use them. Like, come on. <laughs> I would maybe ask them to use their magical powers. Whatever. I guess that's appropriate. <laughs> Way to ask. <laughs> all right. So the beginning of this episode starts with Just like back in the 60s, the standards and practices of television, like unmarried people or even married people slept in different beds. Yeah. Yeah. You you aren't allowed to show a couple in the same bed together. It made up some other reality where husbands and wives sleep in the same room, but in separate beds. It's so weird. I mean, where's the fun in that? Yeah. Do they have like, do they have like another full bed where they do like nighttime activities in? Maybe. Or maybe there are no nighttime activities in sitcoms in the 50s and 60s. How dare. I know. I remember watching I Love Lucy with my mom and going, is that how they slept back then? And my mom was like, no, they were just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, don't show them that they could possibly be canoodling. Right. <laughs> dumb. They're married. Let them do so what silly. they want. <laughs> so silly. So she's woken up by a noise outside. And there's a really cute moment where she keeps like turning off and on the light with their magic. Vision wakes up and she tells him to go check. And he's like, I don't see anything. There's nothing out there but your rose bushes. He gets spooked because he hears a noise. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's very much like a sitcom. The comedy's gold in this episode. A little bit of overacting, which is Mm -hmm. totally done on purpose. He jumps in the bed, goes back under the covers, and there's another loud 
bang. So what she does is she crosses her hands and the beds move closer together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mentions that some neighbors have said some unsavory characters have been in the neighborhood. So it's like, huh. If these people are know what's happening with Wanda or creations of Wanda, it would be, I assume, like an immune system. Mm. They're like, there's people here that aren't supposed to be here. And it's like whispers of that. Oh, interesting. That's how I took that. So mm-hmm. they're her white blood cells is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. So, yeah, the two beds become one. And great. Then we get a great opening scene of Bewitched. Yeah. It's a little animated Bewitched episode. Or so cute. Opening. It's so cool. I did want to just say, because there's a lot of Easter eggs. Oh, chuckle. Yeah, so many. I had to like pause and rewind, pause and rewind. I was like, wait, what is that? Mm-hmm. What is that? So... Starting off, we see a moon with six stars that shine around it. Infinity Gauntlet also has those six gems, so... Watch out for the snap. Eh. When vision phases through the floor, Mm -hmm. in between the floorboards, we get this weird little helmet. If It happens very quickly, but you'll see a bone probably before you see this. And it's the helmet of the Grim Reaper. So if you've read any of Vision and Wanda's comics or even Vision written by Tom King, we talked about this in our What We Think You Should Know episode before at WandaVision. He's a villain. Right. And in the Vision comic, Vision's wife, not Scarlet Witch. Virginia. Virginia kills Grim Reaper, who is the brother of Wonder Man. Which the brainwaves donator. Of Vision. So right. It's very connected and <laughs> comics are very weird. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one we see is when she's in the shopping mart, supermarket, we see a couple of posters in the background. Yeah. So there's Bova Milk. Speaking of weird comic stuff. This is probably one of the weirdest things. And I I loved that this was in here because I could actually talk about it. (laughs) So Bova is a cow evolved to walk and talk like a human, a gentle old soul who served as a midwife at the birth of Wanda and Petra Maximoff. So if it's a midwife, at least in the comics, but I don't think that we're going to see Bova in this show, but... Stranger things have happened. And we actually did get a glimpse of uh, Bova in, I think it was House of M. Yes. When there was like that Thanksgiving scene and you sort of see all of their different parentage that they've ever had. And even Wonder uh, Man is there as yeah. well. Like it's like everybody at this table that's influenced them in their familial life. Yeah. And they got the cow. In there and they too. got the cow. That's right. <laughs> There's also another poster for Auntie A's cereal. Auntie A could be Agatha Harkness, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Agnes. Wink, wink. <laughs> that's who we're assuming that we are or they are. So those are all of the Easter eggs that I saw just in this intro. I loved it. It was a lot. <laughs> it was so good. And like the first time we watched it, I was completely just sucked in by like the cute animation. And then like when we were watching it again, I was like, wait, there's a bone. And then you're like, yeah, and this and that. And I was like, oh, my brain could not handle it. So there was just so much buried. In <laughs> it was a great. I love that they're changing the openings as the decades um, change. That is making me so happy that it's matching the sitcom that they're basing it on. Mm-hmm. Mwah, chef's yeah. kiss. They did so much work on this. Mm-hmm. So the next thing that we see back to a reality, I guess. Westview. Yeah, Westview. So Vision and Wanda are practicing for a talent show fundraiser. I, I loved this part because I felt like this episode really showed their, like a different layer of their comedic chops. Mm-hmm. And so he brings out the cabinet of mysteries and Wanda comes out with it. And they're practicing for a fundraiser that I guess the neighborhood is throwing. Yeah, it's like the annual neighborhood talent show mm-hmm. that they do for the local school. And we come to learn that their names as magicians are illusion and glamour. Okay, so... 
Oh, y'all want another Easter egg? Here we go. <laughs> I mean, the part of doing this too is so that way I, I like telling people about this absurd comic book stuff that they reference in this because there is source material. So it's mm-hmm. fun. About those names. So in the comics, Glynis and Ilya Zarkov, they are stage magicians mm-hmm. and they use the same names, Glamour and Illusion. And the Zarkovs lived and lived in the great city of Leonia. New Jersey. Ah, sound familiar? <laughs> we talked about that and what we think you should know about Vision and Scarlet Witch. So they lived actually in the same town as Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Mm-hmm. But they both, you know, face prejudices because apparently everybody in that town is super prejudiced yeah. against everybody. And they were in the 12 issue run that we talked about in the episode. So that was really cool. And throughout their history, they have crossed paths. And in the comics, when Wanda had her mysterious pregnancy, wink, wink, foreshadowing, they were present as well. So Mm -hmm. they are friends and allies of them. So it was a really cool callback that what happens in this later episode, they're still around in some way. Yeah. And it's and it's sort of mirroring the fact that these people with powers are are like using their real powers for fake magic. And that's exactly what Illusion and Glamour did Mm -hmm. in the comics, because he had matter manipulation, which allowed him to control the molecules of anything he touched, meaning like he can make things levitate. And she had molecular density manipulation. And that meant like that she could pass through things sort of like vision so they use their magic powers for fake magic but was really real magic oh wow wow. do you like layers of magic (laughs) (laughs) so it's interesting in this episode we're seeing that you know wanda's really trying to throw herself into this neighborhood and try to fit in she wants to be accepted by them she wants to seem normal that's all she really wants she just wants to have a normal life and family with vision which i'm assuming is why she created this in the first place so vision goes off because he has to go to a meeting a neighborhood watch meeting at the mm-hmm. library and wanda's at home doing housewifey things you know fluffing a pillow a <laughs> yeah, little she's bit tidying up yeah <laughs> and she hears a crash outside yep she goes outside and in the bushes there is a helicopter whoa in color <laughs> with the sword logo on it uh-huh and she looks at it very like what is this but then she looks at the window behind her yeah i think it was she's trying to piece together was the thing I heard last night connected to this thing that I'm seeing now. And Could be. it also has the number 57 on it. I don't know if that has any significance to anything. It probably is some issue of a comic that I could have looked up and did not. Sure. Same. <laughs> I feel Same like every I, number in yeah. here is because even their house number. 2800, right? Right. Which is said to be, that's what this... This Marvel's universe, that's their universe number. Oh. Which is another cool thing with Tom King's Vision comic because their house number was 616. Which which is is the other Earth. Yeah, which is their universe's number. So if you don't know, Marvel has like numbers for their universes because it's comics and it's very confusing. (laughs) When you get stuck into a corner of any of the realities that you're creating, just make it a different reality. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. So – after that weird moment of everything being in black and white and we see this in color helicopter, Agnes shows up out of nowhere with <laughs> Senor Scratchy. I mean, maybe <laughs> the star of this episode. Uh, Senor Scratchy? Senor Scratchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who played baby Jesus in last year's Christmas pageant? Um... <laughs> I love him. She she just keeps telling everybody his resume. He's very famous to me. <laughs> He's fantastic. I have. So at the very end of this episode, I do want to 
go over some theories that I've been thinking about. Mm. So remember Senor Scratchy's name. Okay. Because don't let that cute bunny fool you. I think it might be connected to something. Interesting. (laughs) But then we have another interesting moment here, right? So Wanda takes the bunny and goes inside, but we don't follow Wanda into the house. We stay outside with Agnes and Dennis, the mailman, comes down the block and she's like, hey there. And she like does like fake guns at him. He's like, oh, don't shoot me. I'm just the messenger. And then they laugh and then she checks his butt out. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that we stay with Agnes in this moment. Yeah. of her talking to the mailman, the messenger. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just found that sort of interesting and off-putting. It felt like a weird beat, which is obviously there for a reason. Yeah, I feel like the more we get into the show, the more off things will seem because yeah. Wanda created this for what we know or mm-hmm. assume. And if outside forces are coming in or whatever or somebody or multiple people are trying to manipulate this, then I think some things will just start seeming off. And also I think it's just the way of the story being like, look at this. Mm-hmm. Like, we want you to specifically see this mailman for a reason, maybe. Right. Yeah. Mm. And I wonder, like, I mean, there's no way to know this, but I wonder if Agnes, because she was holding the helicopter still, I wonder if Agnes saw the red helicopter. Well, that's a good point, because whenever Agnes showed up, she hid it. Right. Because I think she, I think there's some part of Wanda that knows that this isn't real, or she's trying to hold it together, and yeah. anything that seems outside of what she's creating, or what is, then she's like, <laughs> Do you think, um, like, Pim or someone made a helicopter real tiny and they flew it into her into her head. <laughs> no, no. Okay, <laughs> she threw it in the bushes. I don't but know. but it's in her her fake brain reality. Oh my god, it's me, Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would connect to you know Agent Wu. So I oh, have there no you idea. go. <laughs> so we see Agnes and. Wanda, they go on a little stroll. They're heading, I guess, to the party planning committee meeting. And on this stroll, an interesting conversation happens. Agnes tells her that Dottie is the key to everything in this town Mm -hmm. and tells her to mind her P's and Q's and she'll be fine. So another interesting thing. So we're also introduced to another neighbor, essentially Dottie. And we see Dottie, everybody's coming out of her house. I guess it was a Tupperware party. (laughs) They had to have a planning party for the planning committee meeting. (laughs) They had to bring all the food that they were going to bring to the party to be pre-approved by Dottie. Absolutely. That's it. You had to get the Dottie stamp of approval. (laughs) Oh, God. So now we see them at a pool. Mm -hmm. And this is where they're having their meeting. And, of course, Dottie is head boss running it. I guess she is the Angela from office, and she is the head parting <laughs> planning committee in this one. <laughs> then it would say lunch party. Sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they're in here, and you can see Wanda this whole time. She's like wanting to make a good impression. Agnes just told her she's you know the key to everything, or at least make a good impression with her, and you'll be fine in this neighborhood. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Monica, I mean Geraldine, mm-hmm. pops up next to Wanda. Right. Yeah, and she says to her. I actually don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. It's like, and you see when she asks her her name, she has a moment where you're like, oh, it's Monica. She's going she's gonna to say Monica. She goes, mm, Geraldine. Yeah. So she knows she's out of place, but she doesn't know what's happening. Or she's an agent undercover. Oh. And she had to like not say her real name and wanted to fit in. Secret undercover agent. Yeah. And then just as another little cool little Easter egg with her, that brooch Mm -hmm. that was so prominent on her and it's amazing, looks like it might be like the symbol because in the comics, Monica's character takes over the mantle of Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and her first costume had that kind of, that symbol on it. That's so cool. So I thought that was a cool little detail. Like, I love these things where it's, like, for comic book readers, but it's, like, if you didn't know it— It just looks like really great jewelry or really great accessories. Exactly. Like, 
you know, Agnes's you know, brooch that she has on everything mm-hmm. <laughs> from the comics too. <laughs> How about that? How about that? And the meeting kind of continues and you see that Dottie is kind of just bossing people around. You know, there's a couple of little mishaps where as Wanda's trying to be her best community member, yeah. she kind of keeps getting in trouble and keeps getting yelled at. Clapping when she's not supposed to. How dare you? With a cracker sticking out of her mouth? What Ugh. a maniac. She's a menace. Dumb. So we see that the meeting ends and Wanda is helping Dottie clean up. Mm-hmm. And she's just saying like, I want to fit in here. I feel like we've gotten off to the right foot. And Dottie says to her, I've heard things about you, you and your husband. And while things are kind of getting a little intense in this moment, there's a radio and it's playing Help Me Rhonda, mm-hmm. which as it keeps going on, another voice is coming in. So it's sort of- But the of... music is also skipping too. Right. And it seems like the more that Dottie's pressing Wanda, mm-hmm. the more like if Wanda is holding all of this together, she can't quite like hold it all together. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's similar to whenever she was making food for the hearts in the last episode. Right. Whenever she gets overwhelmed or like her emotions start building up. It starts glitching. Yeah. Or she chokes out heart for asking too many questions. Whoopsies. <laughs> and, and it's, I like that they picked um, Help Me Rhonda because as it's going on, it's like, sort of sounds like Wanda, help me Wanda, help me Wanda. And yep. then this other voice comes in and says, Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? And it's like, <laughs> creepy moment. It's so creepy. Yeah. It's so crazy. And then it's broken by Dottie crushing the glass in her hand. She's bleeding. And just like with Mr. Hart, after he choked, they act like nothing happened. Yeah. We also see her blood is in color. It's that red also. again. So it's interesting. It's like, is the stuff that's in color from the real world because Wanda didn't make it? Mm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like is that whoever... Dottie is, are they actually hurt in this moment? So right. I'm trying to like piece it all together. And also that voice is Jimmy Woo. So if you don't, if that name kind of sounds familiar, familiar, <laughs> he's the agent that was in Ant-Man. Right. Played by Randall Park. Yeah. And he, we know he's in this one too. And he has mm-hmm. a very distinct voice. As soon as I heard that, I was like, Jimmy Woo. <laughs> he's great. Another yeah. one. Everybody's so good. I freaking love it. I freaking <laughs> love it. All this is happening at the pool. We did see Vision at the library um, at this community meeting. That's really just not what he thinks it is. He thinks it's like the community patrol. And really, it's just a bunch of dudes hanging around eating Danishes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like the thing that happens in this moment is that he's offered a piece of big red and he eats it, gets slapped on the back and he swallows it and it gets all mucked up in his gears. So, oh, what's going to happen at the talent show? Yeah. We also meet another neighbor or person mm-hmm. player. Uh, it's like Clue at this point. I can only remember like Colonel Mustard, <laughs> <laughs> but his name is Herb. Mm-hmm. And my comic book brain was like, Herb is a name of somebody in comics. Yeah. High evolutionary. So, which is a huge character in the comic. So all of these, especially newly introduced characters, all are sharing names with villains or Mm. other characters outside of that. So I'm super curious to see where this goes. There was also a really interesting line during the actual meeting with the party planning committee. And Dottie is talking about how the devil are in the details. And Agnes leans over to her and she's like, that's not the only place she's at. There's all these lines that keep being said. And it's like, what does that all mean? Are they in hell? <laughs> I mean, we'll see. When she also breaks a glass on her hand, mm. she tells Wanda, and this is the very weird part because her demeanor changes, like you said, like right. nothing happened. But she says before she leaves, because Wanda puts a napkin on her hand, how do you get blood out of white linen? You do it yourself. And then she walks off. And it's like, what? I don't even know what that means. I Googled it because I was like, is that like from somewhere? Could not find anything. I literally found out how to take blood out of white linen. <laughs> well, it also feels very like we 
we kind of to get in the mode for this in our research, we watched a lot of commercials from the 50s and 60s. If you saw our Instagram, I posted oh one God. and it was very upsetting. Diapers. <laughs> Diapers. Um, but there, a lot of the commercials, especially for like household things, were about a woman and like a woman doing laundry, a woman not making good enough coffee for her husband and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it feels like a very um, nostalgic callback to sort of that message from that time. Also gross. Oh, totally. Yeah, guys can do laundry too. Yeah, guys can get excited about paper towels as well. I have. Who doesn't? (laughs) Sometimes they have designs on them. (laughs) All right, so now we're brought to a commercial break. Mm -hmm. And this commercial is creepier in a different way. So we're, we see the same actors from the last one. The dead eyes. Exactly. <laughs> she didn't have that dead of eyes this they time. They both have dead eyes. I mean, they're probably dead. Uh. <laughs> this time it's for a Strucker watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. The same Hydra, Baron Wolfgang von Strucker that experimented on Wanda and her brother that gave him their powers in Captain America Winter Soldier mid credit scene. Mm-hmm. And then we see him again in the beginning of Avengers Age of Ultron. Right. So that same guy, but it's for a watch. And as we get closer to the watch and it shows the watch, it has a Hydra logo on it. So Mm -hmm. like, ew. (laughs) You know it's serious when the U has an umlaut over it, okay? (laughs) Serious business. Yeah, I don't want a Nazi watch. Thank you very much. But it's again, it's seeming like these commercials are connected to her. Right. And her experiences. So the toaster resembling a stark bomb that -hmm. destroyed her home and her family. And now this one, Strucker, the guy that gave them her powers and also kept him in a cell for so long. Yeah, and it's kind of like thinking about the history that we know of her in the MCU, right? So we know of a child. It was when she was in the building watching her parents with the bomb, the Stark missile. And then the next one we actually see her, it's when she's in her cell with her brother with Strucker. So we're moving down her timeline right now in the commercials. I wonder when it's going to get to uh, Thanos ripping the jam out of do you like big purple blob jelly guy (laughs) here you go it's barney it's just barney it's a kid show with an affinity gauntlet how fun that's terrifying all right speaking of commercials here's another one for you do you know how to make a good cup of cold brew well neither do we but we know with your help we can surely get our hands on some Support our caffeinated creativity by becoming a Patreon member, like Kara Anderson. Wow, they really care uh, about us. You may not find it at your local supermarket, but by George, it's at abiteofpod.com. All right, folks, it is town talent show time. Mm-hmm. So we see Wanda in her sort of glamour getup where she has like a little cute little outfit on and a top hat. And she's nervously waiting backstage with Geraldine for Vision to come along because glamour needs her illusion. Yep. Show enough, who shows up? But a somewhat drunk Vision because that gum, that big red is all up in his gears. Can Some I... would say gum drunk. Ooh. I also just want to ask this question, which there is no answer for. If he is indeed a, you know, robotic being, why does he have a trachea that goes down to his gears? You know, for maintenance purpose. Maybe he, like, has to guzzle grease. Oh, it's like a Tin Man sort of thing, but on the inside. Yeah, instead of him, like, he, like, just guzzles a can a month or something like that. I'll take it. But also, who gave him that gum? (gasps) Hi, evolutionary. Oh, my God. Or Herb. 
Herb, <laughs> Herb Ertlinger yeah. from so Schitt's Creek. Interesting, because why would, just think about it, though. Why would this, like, android, this massively powerful and makes no sense to science android, be, like, somewhat incapacitated by gum? Right. Like, I, a part of me is like, maybe it's just for comedic effect and it's sure. like silly with the show. But also, it's like, also, that doesn't make sense. Like, he could just phase it out. Yeah, exactly. See, this is this is all the stuff that's like, again, why doesn't he know how to use his powers when Wanda isn't around? You know, why is he doing things he wouldn't normally do? I do like that we get the little cut away of his like sort of animated insides, which is like pretty adorable. It always reminds me of like Dexter's Lab. Yes. Or Powerpuff Girls in some way. (laughs) Like totally Powerpuff Girls. Absolutely. Absolutely. so So pretty much they they get on with a gum junk vision. And what he decides to do is the opposite of what the real glamour, or actually the real thing of what glamour and illusion did, and used actual powers to do magic tricks. And Wanda, wanting to blend in and not bring attention to them, has to compensate every single time by like, oh, he's flying, but really, eh, there's a there's wire. A pulley. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lifts a piano. Oh, it was a you know a cardboard cutout. Oopsies. <laughs> so it's really funny. And then we get this part where. He gets to Herb again, mm-hmm. and he's like, pick a card, any card. And he goes through all the cards. It's not him. And there's like probably one of my favorite jokes in this entire show. He gets to the very last card, and he's like, oh, that's my card. And he's like, what? He's like, that's my card. And he's like, well, then you take it. Yeah, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's so, so good. Funny. It's so funny. The final act of this show is getting the cabinet of mysteries. Aww. And they're supposed to, there's a board in the back that like turns and Wanda's supposed to disappear. And he opens it. He's like, I'm going to make my assistant illusion. He keeps getting the names mixed up. Disappear. He closes a cabinet before Wanda's in it. And she's like, uh, babe, I'm I'm not in the Mm -hmm. cabinet. So, but then everybody, the whole town is like, what's in the box? What's in the box? Terrifying. This whole, I'm like, they are all in a cult. Yeah. Between that and for For the the children. children. Ah, I don't mm. like it. <laughs> and whenever they say for the children, it's never happy for the children. It's like for the children. Like children of the corn Ooh, type shit or children of the damned. Whatever, whichever one. Corn damned children. <laughs> <laughs> and so Wanda has to think on her feet. And so she makes Geraldine appear inside the cabinet. Mm-hmm. Which, girl, why would you like bring somebody that like you're trying to hide from with magic into the cabinet? Right. But good old Geraldine, a.k.a. Monica... Plays along with it. Right. She's like, oh, thanks. Takes a bow. You know, Geraldine was by herself backstage. Wanda chooses her Mm. to bring her into the box. Well, I think, I mean, all the people that we've seen in the show were all in the audience, Mm -hmm. which doesn't seem like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So it was like Agnes was in there. Kitty, Mrs. Hart was (laughs) was there. Everybody was there. Dottie was in the audience. And Geraldine was really the only person that wasn't there. So like- Mm. But it is interesting. But it's like, like she trusts her enough for her to go along with this. Or at least subconsciously. Exactly. Does. Yeah. yeah, I agree. But by the end of it, they're trying to sneak out because they're like, oh, we need to leave because this got bad. They get the award for comedy performance of the year. Yeah, the inaugural <laughs> comedy performance of the year award. Oh, my God. So lucky. I mean, I'm okay with it because like they they were so charming in this episode. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Both and like, of them. Oh my gosh. Everything, you know, I really think they are both playing into this whole, you know, shtick. 
And I'm loving it. I love every shimmy of her shoulders she gives, every wide-eyed glance that she has. She's just, you know, as they call her, Lizzie. Lizzie is just nailing it. They did their, they did work. Like, I feel like I'm watching shows from that era. And like I said in the last one, whenever it gets serious or is like, hey, by the way, this is like a creepy show and like some weird shit's happening. It's like, it takes you out of you and you're like, oh shit. Yeah. But it also makes me like kind of scared for the future of this because it's like, I just want them to be happy. Totally. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. You're rooting for your characters, but in the back of your mind, you know that this isn't real. Yeah. And I also, I'm I'm really looking forward to kind of getting into the newer decades of uh, comedy because these first two are very slapsticky, very overacting, right? And so they've sort of sat, although it differed a little bit between the first two episodes, they sat in that sort of comfortable wheelhouse. Now I think it's going to take another kind of turn of their acting chops. I really want to see like a Marsha, Marsha, Marsha moment. <gasps> oh my God, is there going to be football? My nose! Wanda, Wanda, Wanda. Oh my God, Noah. Yeah. Oh my God, please. (laughs) Please. Because we know there's going to be like a Brady Bunch type thing. We know that there's going to be, you know, it just has to be. And I really hope that Kitty comes back in the 70s and looks just like, I keep calling her Kitty, but Mrs. Hart comes back as Kitty from that 70s show. Like, I really hope that's what It would be incredible. She needs to have that same haircut, right? Ah! Exactly. So back to the episode. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So they go back home and they have, you know, nice conversation. And Wanda decides to make, get some popcorn. Mm-hmm. But popcorn for the children, too? Yeah. She's pregnant. All ah. of a sudden, Vision's like, Wanda. And she's like, oh, I'm pregnant. It's like, <laughs> they had one. See, that's why you don't put beds together. Thank you very much. <laughs> Morality, uh, that's why you don't put people together in sitcoms, okay? Because then they got babies. <laughs> uh, we're lucky they're married. We're lucky she made those rings in this episode because, uh, you know, then Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But something. Yeah, so she's pregnant? Like, I mean, to be fair, and you might think this is weird, but that's pretty much what happened in the comics, too. She's just pregnant. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like, she just goes, like we said, to go see, uh, you know, uh, her gynecologist, Dr. Strange. And... uh, Makes no... He's a neurosurgeon. That is the one... I mean... The one part that makes no sense in that comic. That's it. (laughs) All the time traveling, the magic, it's that. Yeah, How it's dare like you. Vision has the parts, but nothing's like reproducing. So I guess she does have to manifest children. Now we're going into territory as like even comic book fans and fans of the MCU. Like this is the first hero to like have a kid. Mm-hmm. What's does this mean? Like, are they really kids? Like what's happening here? So this is really opening it up. And after like she is it's kind of happy that they're pregnant, they're about to kiss, and then a big noise happens Yeah, outside. things get even weirder. Yeah. So they think it's another tree branch sort of thing happening, but they're in the living room this time. So they come outside, it's nighttime, they get to the street, and then they look to a manhole cover, and it opens. Bees. Bees come out, and a beekeeper comes ah. out. Ah. He stands up, he slowly turns and looks at them. I hate it when you talk like this. It we makes it more zoom creepy. into <laughs> Wanda's face, and she says, no. No. <laughs> no. And rewinds time. Because <laughs> she can do that, apparently. Yeah. And then she goes back to the moment when they were about to kiss and they were happy in, you know, new parental bliss to hide it from vision. Mm-hmm. Wanda is trying to hide all of these things. She's trying to, she's even lying to herself. Yeah. She's like, nothing bad's happening. Nothing bad's happening. Nothing can happen. And every single time people get close to finding out something, people are asking too many questions or too much outside forces come along. She skips a decade 
it changes. Yeah. And we see color come into the world now. Right. So now, and just like the 60s. Right. And that's what's so cool about this, again, is that, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, this episode of WandaVision is based on Bewitched. And Bewitched, in its run, in its eight-year run, actually, part of it was in black and white, and then it changed to color towards the end. So cool. So we are seeing that in this one episode. People are smart. They really are. Like, they do research and stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's like they work for the company that makes these type of yeah, things Yeah, it turns out, like, when, like, people, like, are investing lots of money into something, like, people work. Yeah. And just a, another note on the beekeeper. It looks like he has the same sword symbol on his right, back. Right, on his back. Yeah. So interesting to see. Like, I mean, sword is all about. You know, yeah. it was on the helicopter. It was in the first episode whenever it zoomed out and showed that agent watching them on TV. Mm-hmm. Now it's on that beekeeper. We heard Jimmy Woo. So it's seeming like they're getting closer to breaking into whatever Wanda created yeah, here. They're trying in some way to get in her mind into this other reality. But what the, what is, bees? Uh, bees? Helicopters? What is, but what bees? It's so weird. So before we you know, move or are on they from wasps? This, I mean, probably bees. Is a beekeeper outfit? That would be weird if it was wasps. Sure. <laughs> In the comics, there's an, another organization called AIM, and they're kind of bad. They they're like the people Strucker. That's mm. pretty much what AIM is. They're they were a bad offshoot of Shield slash Sword, whatever you want to call it, and they tried to use all the stuff for like the wrong reasons. But people usually called all the people that work there beekeepers because they always wore these like hazmat suits which looked a lot like the beekeeper. So it was like, is that a sword agent or is it somebody from AIM? Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening? And again, like we were kind of talking about this in the last episode of A Bite Of, it's like, are there two sides that are trying to get to Wanda right now? Is there a good side and a bad side? Or three sides. Oh my God. Oh, three sides. Oh my God. Too many sides. <laughs> I can't take it. I, I, so as I promised, I have a weird theory. Hit it. About this. And it really struck me. Struck are you? <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to be associated with that Nazi, okay? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Take it back. We're introduced to a lot of new neighbors in this one, right? So we got Fred, Linda, Dennis the Mailman, Dottie, Phil, Geraldine, Beth, and Herb. Herb is pro- it shares the name of the high evolutionary, so I'm not counting him in this theory. Mm-hmm. And also Geraldine. I'm not counting her either. Right. So there is this group in Marvel called the Salem Seven slash the Satan Seven. Woo. And they're actually grandkids of Agatha Harkness. Oh. Right. But if you add Agatha Harkness into it, that makes seven. Because if you take Herb and Geraldine out, that's like six. Right. So to make the seven, you either add Agatha or the person that was really involved in their story in the comics, Scratch. Senor Scratchy. Oh, nice. (laughs) Yeah. You're putting all the pieces together, figuring yeah. out the mystery. Yeah, they were they were a group in the comics that actually burned Agatha at the stake. Oh, not trying cool. to resurrect their father, her own grandchildren. Yeah, so it's interesting. So all these pieces are putting being put together, and also there's this whole theme in the comics. The devil is called Mephisto, and it could be Mephisto that's orchestrating all this other side. So outside of possibly AIM, Mephisto could be at work. Mm-hmm. Because Wanda's whole story with children, and this is gross and weird, is that she made these children. Mm-hmm. But they didn't just happen. Mephisto finagled his way into it and they're actually bur- like they're part of Mephisto's soul. Ooh. Her two children. And that's also what like, broke reality for her because they weren't real in the first place and all this stuff. So... All of these pieces are fitting together with all these different stories. I just don't know, like, 
how much they're going to actually do. Because mm-hmm. it's like weird. Like that story is so weird, even for comic book standards. It's like, wait, so they're part of the devil's soul, but she like birthed them and yeah, gross. And like, what does this like Satan 7 or Salem 7 have to do with anything? Yes. So yeah. now I remember in a year in the life of that the comic from the 80s, they come across the Salem Seven, right? Mm -hmm. And like one of them's a lion guy, another one's like a snake woman. Now, Bev in the talent show scene is dressed as a horse. Was one of them a horse? Was one of them like part horse? I couldn't, I I can't remember. I believe there was one that was half horse, but I don't know if it was a woman or, you know, whatever. So yeah, could be. Who's Dottie? (laughs) Dottie. Yeah. Oh my God. Maybe she's the snake one. Probably. She's a little... (laughs) (laughs) all right so that's like all the theories i have as we're watching this so i'm super excited the next episode with our patreon members we're actually going to have like a little watch party so yeah i'm super excited to see people send their little emojis and stuff and talk about it in real time because like i have so many theories in my head and i need other people to like go over them with me i mean obviously you do but you know what i mean okay i get it cool (laughs) soundboards cool Uh, but good sleuthing, Noah. Thank you. Oh, he's just a comic book genius. No, I wouldn't say that. I just have uh, obsessive tendencies about comic books. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. It's working out for us. All right. And I'm grateful to be doing this with you. <laughs> and I know you're always grateful for another special segment of A Bite Of. And of course, here's another Mystery Marvels. Marvels. Hey, you can't change it. I know. I know. That was more Galaxy Guide. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, everyone. God, mixing up the seasons. <laughs> <clears throat> Mystery Marvels. <laughs> Done. Okay, good. So to go <laughs> to, to go with the sort of magical aspect of this show, I found a supervillain from the 1990 set of cards I have, mm. and her name is Enchantress. I love Enchantress. Enchantress. She's on a bed and she's wearing green. She looks a lot like Megan. She looks a lot like Megan. (laughs) And she also sort of looks like Gideon from the last one. She is like a mix of the two of them. (laughs) But much cooler. So we like her. She could be Megan, though. (laughs) She wants. She has gorgeous blonde hair and like a really cool headpiece, and she's wearing lots of green and crazy tights. And her real name is Amora. Mm-hmm. Her height is six three, and her weight is four hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> she so <laughs> her density is different. Exactly. She's not like a big person. Well, she, she's a god. <laughs> right. So I guess gods tend to... She's like a Thor villain. Exactly. So, yeah. so her battles fought 4,053. <laughs> her wins, not very much, 1,649. I mean, that's a lot of wins, though. Yeah. <laughs> Ties, zero. <laughs> so, her arch enemy is Thor, and her first appearance was in Journey into Mystery number 103 from April of 1964. Yeah, she's been around for a while. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit about our enchantress here. So her ravishing beauty only serves to disguise the festering evil that hides within this immortal. A sorceress of great power and strength from legendary Asgard, the enchantress can make any man she kisses a starry-eyed, love-stricken slave to her will. But of all the men that she's used her spell-bindingly seductive charms on through the ages the one she has always desired most is the one who has always escaped her grasp the mighty thor god of thunder yeah she likes him and this is her did you know fact did you know 
Thor is the only man who ever stood up the Enchantress on a date. <laughs> cool. That's what they boiled it down to. Yeah. This amazing god mm-hmm. with powers, and they're like, her dating life? Come on, Marvel. She's kind of like the Aphrodite of... Do that. better. <laughs> She's better in the comics now. I'm just saying, I like her. <laughs> well, I support her new her new ways of being. It's just that in 1990, they did her dirty. Yeah. So that's all I have on Enchantress. She's cool. I, yeah. yeah? Yeah, I like her. Good pick, too. I mean... She looks just like Megan. Megan. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right. Next time, guys. <laughs> Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye. Bye.